and welcome back to our podcast, Bravely Honest. I'm Megan, and I'm here with Carrie. Hey, Carrie. Hi. And we're excited to be back and chat with you for a little bit um, and continuing our conversation um, around Christmas time because I think we're all in it right now. It's coming, whether it's we coming, like yeah, it or not. Ready or not, here I come. <laughs> I think that's right. So, Gary, before we jump into everything, um, like, what do you love about Christmas? What's what are some of your tra- traditions or things that your family does? Um, well, I have to say, obviously, being a parent has changed things for us. Um, you know, the kids are definitely a big part. Um, I was telling Megan a little bit earlier that normally on Christmas Day we. Um, wake up in our house and do our gifts and things and then we get ourselves together and we travel to grandparents house which I absolutely love but this year will be the first year that we're not doing that and we're just going to be in our own home which I'm looking forward to just kind of staying in Mm. our pjs and slowing down I feel like I say that every year but this year especially I've really tried to just make time at home to just be able to enjoy my own family and and not be caught up in some of the other stuff going on, which yeah. again is usually fun stuff, but I feel like we don't often just slow down enough to just be at home and enjoy each other. So mm-hmm. I am looking forward to that. How about you? That's fun. Um, yeah. Well, Christmas um, Day, we go down to my sister in law's, and all, all of our kids, um, there's six kids, six grandkids all together, and they're really smushed in age. So it's, they're, they're all about the same, you know, from, uh, I think, nine to 15 um but my kids love their cousins which I'm so grateful for because I have memories of that growing up just like we always did it at Christmas Eve at my grandparents house and I just remember there was like I think there was was there 11 of us 11 of us and so it was just this big chaotic mess my parents must have been so stressed out about the whole thing but it was it was a chaotic mess but I just remember really good memories about that so I love that my kids have that opportunity because they're so excited. Yeah. Like, they love their cousins. Um, so it makes my heart happy that they, they – like, have what you have. Yeah, that they have what I have. And right. it's like a big mess, you know? It's just everyone's the sound of open presents, and my poor mother-in-law just wants order. Oh. And the kids are just <laughs> – I can't relate. She's like, one at a time, <laughs> yeah. opening the gifts, you oh, know? Do you all do one at a time at your house, too? Or do you just kind of have at it? I mean, mm, yeah, the kids – we just – let them go but, like to yeah. get yeah at the same time yeah um, we don't make it go one at a time yeah um at the at my sister-in-law's house we have we start with the youngest and go to oh, the oldest that's fun. That's fun. usually I think that's what we've done the last couple years yeah because that way everyone kind of has their moment and um to open all their stuff that's good so we do that so this coming weekend on Saturday I'm gonna host Jeff's side of the family and then Sunday we'll go to my parents and do gifts with the cousins and stuff. So we oh, still nice. have that. We still have the you know extended family time. Yeah. But we usually you know take turns and it it's, yeah. it's quite the process, but it's fun. It is. Yeah. It is. It's a lot of fun. So, so good. That's good. How about okay? We we touched on this a bit, but what's your favorite Christmas song? <laughs> that's not even or a, one of them. I don't one even think them. that's a fair question. First of all, oh my gosh. Or do you have memories of a, a specific million, song? I have a million favorite Christmas songs. I was thinking the other day how you cannot go you cannot go wrong with Amy Grant's like original Christmas, like the Tennessee Christmas. Yeah, I you can't go it. wrong with that album. It. You can't go wrong with Michael W. Smith's. And on that, I was um, is the song "All Is Well," and I heard that the other day. And there's something so peaceful about that song. So I, I don't know for this moment, too. that's yeah. my favorite song. Okay. But then you hit me at another moment, and and I've got a new one. Yeah, yeah. 
How about you? You have a favorite Christmas song? I think from the time I was small, Oh Holy Night is one that just resonates with me. I just really mm. like that one. Um, mm. Also, I have memories of just singing Silent Night at the end of church service, yeah. you know, with the old-fashioned like, yeah. real candles at the end and standing up. We always went to, like, the later service at my church. So even as kids, you know, we were falling asleep, but we woke up for that last song and stood yeah. up with our candles. And yeah. I just remember that as a kid. We went to a pretty small church, but that was a favorite memory. That would be fun. I do like Pentatonix Christmas. Oh, my. I know. That's like on Pandora a lot yeah, at Christmas time. Um, Although so we've been going back to the classic carols lately. I have to say, we've, we've had the XM Holly station on, which is a mix of the old and the new. Oh. And I'm just not feeling like the Britney Spears, Katy Perry of the classics. I don't know. But that's just me. There's nothing wrong with them. But it, I like the old-fashioned. You know, there's a moment for all of them. You I know, guess, when I you're guess. sitting in traffic, sometimes those things get you. <laughs> oh, I mean, traffic behind yeah. a buggy around yeah. here, I guess. Sure, I don't, sure. I don't hit that much traffic. That's a total lie. But <laughs> fun fact about a Christmas song. So you should – I was a vocal major. And you sorry. you <laughs> need to take three um, different languages. So I was actually cla- a classical vocal major. You have to take three different languages. You had to sing in three different languages wow. for your final whatever recital. So I took like a bunch of languages just so I could feel. But I'm horrible. Like I'm, I am horrible. I can't do an accent. I have horrible pronunciation. Um, and so my husband always makes fun of me for this. And when we got married, <laughs> I heard the song Feliz Navidad. Uh, is that what you're? Is this where you're going? I couldn't sing it, and he's like. What are you, what do you mean? And I was like, I, I don't, what are they saying? <laughs> For years, he worked through that song with me. And Aww. so, you know, first Friday, That's a couple weeks love. ago, we sang Feliz Navidad and I got the whole thing out and I feel like I oh, nailed he it. he fell in love all over I again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. He was like, oh my gosh. So there, there's my Aww. fun fact about, about languages. Awesome. Don't awesome. ask me to do, sing, sing anything in a language or give you an accent because okay. it's horrible. Duly noted. Horrible. All right. Well, let's jump into some good stuff. Um, we kind of wanted to open up um, reading some scripture and reading um, the Christmas, what Christmas is all about. So we're going to go to um, the chap, uh, Luke. Luke. Yep. Chapter two. Chapter two. And we are starting in verse 10, right? Verse 10? Yes. I think we said 11, but that's right. I'm going to do that anyways. But the angel said, don't be afraid. I have good news for you which will make everyone happy. This very day in King David's hometown, a savior was born for you. He is Christ the Lord. You will know who he is because you will find him dressed in baby clothes and lying on a bed of hay. Suddenly, many other angels came down from heaven and joined in praising God. They said, praise God in heaven. Peace on earth to everyone who pleases God. After the angels had left and gone back to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem and see what the Lord has told us about. They hurried off and found Mary and Joseph, and they saw the baby lying on a bed of hay. When the shepherds saw Jesus, they told his parents what the angel angel had said about him. Everyone listened and was surprised, but Mary kept thinking about all this and wondering what it meant. Hmm. As the shepherds returned to their sheep, they were praising God and saying wonderful things about him. Everything they had seen and heard was just as the angel had said. And that's from the CEV version. And I picked that one because um, we have been doing this series, Wonder. And I loved the part 
uh, when it said, but Mary kept thinking about all this and wondering what it meant. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, she's the one that first at the very beginning, the angel came to her and she got the news and she got the news. And yet nine months later, she gives birth and she sees all this happening and she still has that curiosity and wonder about everything that's happening. Right. I thought that was really beautiful. I like how you extended that. We were only going to read a couple of verses too, but I like how that includes all of the characters of the Christmas story too. I feel like, you know, there's just different walks of life in all of that. And, um, you know, we were talking a little bit about Mary and, you know, when she received the news, um, that she would be carrying this child that she didn't really follow in, in blind faith, that she still had questions and she still had doubt. And I think oftentimes, you know, we might hear from God, um, and people might make us think that if we're Christians, we should really just follow or we should Mm. follow God's will and just no questions, no asking, and just, just have that faith. Um, but I think that God gives us the wisdom and the knowledge to ask questions and to have moments of doubt. And I think that's, um, that's evident in Mary's kind of response too that she, it wasn't an easy thing for her to Mm -hmm. handle, you know, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes as a kid, you hear the story like, wow, she was told this and that was it, you know, but, but she did, she was this young woman. She was scared. She was frightened. She didn't know what all of it meant. Mm -hmm. And while she had questions and doubt, she did follow and she did trust. Mm -hmm. And don't you find too, I mean, there's a couple of different ways I, I thought about this, which is, you know, I think of my kids sometimes, um, and they're always like, why, why this, why that, why mm-hmm. that? And while it's annoying, there's some things that I'm going to explain. Well, this, like, this is why. And there's some things I know they're not ready to hear the why for. And I think it's just really gracious of God to give us that example that, like, sometimes we are his children. Absolutely. And, and um, I think, I think, I think you see questioning as a way of, of disrespecting God. But I think sometimes it can be the most loving thing you can do to say, like, I trust you enough, but I, I'm just wondering why. And right. I think if there's things that he feels we can comprehend, he's going to reveal that. And there's some things that, unfortunately, just right. as much as we don't want to hear that, aren't going to be for us to know. Yeah, I think time. in our human comprehension, there's things that even if revealed, we won't necessarily understand. Um, but as you were talking about children understanding versus a teenager or an adult, I think God reveals to us along our kind of spiritual journey as we mature in our faith too we might be ready for only small pieces of the puzzle at a certain age but as we get older or stronger in our faith then other things can be revealed Mm -hmm. um and too in talking about just signs we look at the star of the wise men and what they Mm -hmm. followed and you know a lot of other people around at the time saw this thing in the sky and they overlooked it or you know there were different explanations for maybe what that was was it a meteor was it a bundle of stars but the wise men had enough knowledge or at least intuition to wonder what that was Mm. um um, and again I think we often in life can overlook the signs and that was a sign that you know God gave them the tools to understand that even though in in their time they had wisdom they had knowledge they were kind of well respected and um maybe considered men that had it all Mm -hmm. they still knew there was something out there that they wanted to discover that you know they didn't want to keep filling themselves with more of the same that they were longing for something more yeah and they they took that lead and followed the sign but we often you know we have to have eyes to see that Mm -hmm. 
we're not often ready, I think, to even see the signs that are all around us. Mm-hmm. I love how you bring that up to like the wise men and then you mentioned the characters on the, in the story because I think we can find ourselves uh, kind of defining ourselves by ev- the roles that we have or the intelligence that we have or the jobs that we have or what we do or um, and and somehow God brought every piece of that into the story he brought those with great intellect he brought the shepherds who were mm-hmm. highly disres- disregarded in that time um, you know he picked up a young woman um he just he brings all all of the characters in and i think it's just a great reminder that this story that we have this story of a savior it's for everyone absolutely um, and so I think you, like, yeah go ahead. sorry no, i was gonna say even you know the innkeeper all he had to offer was something so small was right you know he didn't have a nice room prepared he had just a simple stable yeah. um and i think it just shows that we're all imperfect and yet god included us in that in that story in the bigger picture mm-hmm. yeah I love that do you want me to go into some of my light since we're talking I'm about the talk star about the, why don't you go yes. into the light I was um I was doing an abide meditation this morning it was on uh the light dispelling the darkness um I'm gonna read John eight twelve. it says I am the light of the world whoever walks with me will not walk in darkness but we'll have the light of life. And um, I think I mentioned this before, but I love in the app because it, it takes a verse and it reads it several times and asks you like, okay, what did you hear now? And at one of the times um, I had underlined, wa- I'd written it out and then I underlined walks with me, whoever walks with me. Um, and I, as we were discussing control, well, I don't know, every time, every time we, we talk about that. I went, last weekend, I drove to see uh, my college roommate. We meet for lunch now once a month, which is awesome, and it's like an hour drive. So typically, I'm coming from my house, and I have to take Route 30, which is a horrible drive, P.S., when you're used to living in the country. So I was in Newark doing something else and took took a different route. So I put, plugged it in my GPS. I picked, like, the all the back roads and I really had to be in control of my car because those roads are not straight. And I was all over the place. And yet, um, obviously, I had to intently listen to my GPS. And I actually had a thought about control, which is I think we, we view this like I'm not in control. God's in control as we have no part, right? Mm-hmm. Like we just have to surrender. When we think of surrender, it's like, Give like it all fly up. to the wind, right? right. Um, and what I was realizing was like, no, like he needs me to hold a steering wheel. Like he needs me to follow, but I have to be listening to him, to his, his guidance. guidance, to where he wants me to go. And I need to be aware of everything. And so when I was reading this, whoever walks with me, oh, I was like, oh, we, ha- we have to move. Like think when you're overwhelmed, for me at least. Like I just want, I want to curl up. <laughs> I want to retreat. Um, or I just or I just go on autopilot, mm-hmm. you know, like just get through the day and I'm not even thinking about it. But when he says, whoever walks with me will not walk in darkness. Mm-hmm. I think that I was like, ah, like the light. I have to. How, the, <laughs> how about that? <laughs> like, yeah, I have a huge part in making sure that 
not that it's on my own effort. I don't want, I don't mean it to sound like that way, but if I curl up and retreat, I'm choosing darkness. Right. Right. And I'm allowing the darkness to invade um, my life. And so that was just a really great reminder that if I if I want to live in the light, that I really have to be diligent about seeking God, trying to listen to what He's trying to say me, say to me, and be really aware of what's what's around me. Right, and keeping your eyes on Him, and I think that's similar to in life. You know, we talk a little bit about idols and things. Mm. You kind of become who you worship. So I think as Christians, for myself. You know, I want to be good. I want to make good choices. I want to be an honest, kind, compassionate, giving, loving person, all of those things. And yet, even though I know that, I still sin and I still make mistakes. But if I follow Christ, I'll become more like him. But it's an everyday practice. You know, if I... If I worship money, eventually I'm going to become greedy. Mm. If I, you know, worship other people, like eventually mm. I'm going to be like the people that I surround myself with. Yeah. But if we continue to seek him, yeah. we'll ultimately become more like him. And yet I think Christmas is a reminder of this miracle that there's more um, to this world that we can see and touch. It is this hope in something in something much bigger than we can ever mm. grasp. Yeah. And to keep focus on that. And I, I mentioned to Megan a little bit ago that growing up, um, obviously, we you know we grew up in the church and had a lot of church-going friends in our lives. But our next-door neighbors, you know, proclaimed themselves as atheists. And mm-hmm. I always wondered as a kid, you know, why do you put up a Christmas tree? Why do you, <laughs> you know, Christmas yeah. is about the birth of Jesus. It's not about giving gifts or all of these other things, putting up your tree. Like, they did all the things, but they declare that there was no Christ and that just was very confusing to me as as a young kid and yet they were they were wonderful people but I just didn't understand the concept when Christmas itself is the holiday of celebrating the birth of Jesus and you know I mentioned to Megan you know I wonder if they didn't still experience some kind of wonder I think there's Mm -hmm. just something in the season that still points us back to something bigger whether you believe in the birth of Jesus or not, I still feel like this season, and we know, we know what that wonder is, but people that say they don't believe, I still feel like that is God pointing them to something bigger. Yeah. They have to still feel just the wonder of the season. Well, if God remains unchanging and is who he says he is, then he, he will make himself glorified. Mm-hmm. whether we know we're glorifying him or not. Like just the fact that they celebrated Christmas. Right. God's like, all right, say you don't believe in me, but this day is mine. Right. And so it just, I still think there's something to be seen in that, in that even when you want to think you're not, not in it for mm-hmm. that reason, all You're the still, signs point back. Yeah, all the signs point back. Yeah. Yeah. I think, too, this time of year, um, for me, you know, as a child, I remember my parents saying, like, there's nothing greater than just seeing your, I had two sisters, like your girls, like your eyes mm-hmm. just light up. And mm-hmm. um, there's just, you know, there's that childlike faith or, you know, they would say, I just love seeing you open your gifts. And there's just something so special mm-hmm. about giving. Mm-hmm. 
And I specifically remember as a child thinking, I will never like <laughs> stop loving like receiving. Like I can never I can never imagine like wanting to give more than it feels so great to like be the recipient of all of these things. And I do, you know, even before I had kids, there's, you know, there's that shift where it just feels so good to see the people you care about light up when they yeah. open up something special. And it's not necessarily the physical gifts, but I think just when that shift occurs too, it is, it's unbelievable the way that you feel. And that all, that all is a result of the ultimate gift of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think of, you know, the random acts of kindness this type of, this time of year. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's sad to think that that stops after, you know, the tree comes down and the gifts are put away. Mm-hmm. But what if we lived with that kind of wonder and excitement and just that spirit of giving yeah. all year? Oh. Wouldn't it be a lovely world then? <laughs> might be a little more hectic but well that's true I mean I think it's, I, there's the expectations that we set for ourselves like this yeah. time of year um but I, I mean I've been the recipient of you know the random acts of kindness and yeah. and I've done them with my kids and there is like it just fills you up differently than than well, other times yeah I think it creates a little bit of a heart change in you mm-hmm. where um you really are looking at someone else and and how you can bless them yeah. and, and put a smile on their face. And when you do that, it just kind of shifts right? Shifts your perspective. And as I think of, um, you know, people just going through really hard things. Like I don't mean to – I hope it doesn't seem like we're trivializing any really hard times because the fact is, is, I mean, even in my wider circle of, you know, people I know, there's, there's a really – intense tragedies that they're walking through um and so to say like that's where I think I love the the part I love the wonder part because Mm -hmm. there are so many things that we're going to walk through and you're just you're going to wonder you're going to wonder what God's up to you're going to wonder why you have to walk through it um and it's going to seem really really unfair um and yet I love the, the example that Mary gives us in that she wondered with faith mm-hmm. and she still praised God through it. And I think, you know, I hate to keep going back to the giving thanks, but I, I think that's really what it is. I think when we're able to praise God through all of that, he transforms our heart in a way that we are able to get through things that we're going to look back and think, how did I get through that? And and no, uh, that God pulled pulled me through it and taught me all of these things along the way. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was telling Megan that I listened to a really really good sermon. Um, I guess it was about a week ago. I lif- I listened to um Stephen Furtick from Elevation mm-hmm. regularly, and he made reference to another sermon. I guess it's a couple years old. Um, I believe it was Rob Renfro or something. He's a minister in Texas, but Anyway, the sermon was called Wonder of the Star, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it was all about the wise men just taking the lead and following the star to this miracle. But in the sermon, he mentioned something that really stuck with me, too. And he talked about um, just Herod, you know, just being so caught up mm. in his own reign and sitting on his own throne that he didn't stop one time to go see what all the excitement and, and wonder was about. And he related that to us living on our individual thrones and how often 
God does give us the guidance or the answers that we need, but we're so caught up in whatever we want the outcome to be or whatever our personal throne is that we don't mm. stop and see that. Yeah. And that just really stuck with me because, you know, if we are going to be honest and really look in the mirror, like, mm -hmm. what is my throne? What is your throne? And what are the things that are the obstacles that are standing in the way to really, to really follow that lead that's mm -hmm. right there for us? Mm -hmm. It's that, not that easy. That yeah. I know. I know. What it's, is your again, throne? Again, especially even this time of year, right? Like, my throne is feeling like I need to do all the Christmas things that at the end of the day, if you look at the list of things, how many are pointing me back to Christ yeah. and what the season is all about? Yeah. Um, but I also, I also, for me, having kids and and seeing the wonder that they have this time of year, you know, even as simple as every morning we wake up and open up our little Advent thing mm -hmm. that we're going to do. And <laughs> most days I'm like thing. quickly <laughs> writing something to stuff in before they open it because... Mm. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's like events or things going on. Other times it's just, you know, write someone a note that means something to you. And, you know, just taking time out of the day to, to focus on something other than yourself. Yep. Um, and just the wonder that they have. Like, that's the first thing they do when they come down the stairs. They want to know. Of course, I'm scrambling to get something together. <laughs> um, but, again, it's just like living through the eyes of all the children yeah. out there that just know there's something big coming. Do you think there's – I totally didn't tell you that it was going to go here, but, like, do you think there is there is a – so as you're saying that, like, the hurriedness, and, and I think that we find – we experience a lot of that. But think about Mary, right? She finds out she's having a baby. Miraculously, <laughs> because an angel came upon her. There was some preparation that she needed to take care of to get ready. Right. And I – that's just like I don't know. I just I had never thought of it that way with the hurrying and the rush mm -hmm. of everything. But well, I think this she, time it's not. It, there are things that sometimes we need to have a little bit of quick in our step quick. about. Like she had to prepare. She just found out that she was going to have Jesus, the Son of God. <laughs> Got to get right. Like nursery can't be together. like okay. Well, I'm yeah. just going to like relax Let for this the next happen. nine months. And right, there had to be. She must have felt like such a, a sense of expectation yeah, let's and get like this together. I need to be prepared. Right, right. So maybe all the rush isn't horrible. I it's think just yes. I think focusing it's it in managing the right way. it. Right. I was thinking that too this time of year, just the waiting. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there was a lot of waiting for her. Yeah. Even though you're rushing, you're you're waiting. Like right. You you know all of this is about to happen. Well, you know, in the ninth month, you're like, okay, all let's right, let's go. do this. <laughs> but I was thinking this time of year, like, like we're waiting in traffic, we're waiting in lines, and even during that waiting, like, what's our attitude? Are we mm. are we frustrated? Because mm -hmm. a lot of times I'm not waiting with a spirit of joy. I'll put it that way, too. Yeah. And I think it's you know part of the conversation about wonder is. What, what does it look like to wait with, like, anticipation and, yeah. and joy? And I think in this day, it's very, it's very hard to do that. But yeah. I, I think you're right. There's Waiting can look very different if you kind of change your heart. Mm -hmm. And if we come back to kind of the miracle of Christmas and what that is, like, mm -hmm. it, it can change. Not easily, but <laughs> not easily. Yeah. Well, I think that's. I mean, it's a great thing to think about for the next week. Hopefully that will be on your mind as we have, well, by the time you hear this. Um, yeah, it'll be less than a week away. Yeah, it'll be less than a week away. Yeah. Um, 
And I hope we can all find that kind of sense of peace, waiting in, in expectation, in joy, in peace, yep. um, and keep our eyes fixed on the light that's going to lead us out of the darkness. Um, if you're, if you happen to be sitting in some things that just seem heavy and, and overshadowing that, that you can remember that that's why we celebrate that Jesus came to be the light of the world. And, um, yeah. yeah. And if you are listening and do not attend here, we would love to see you, um, on Christmas Eve. We'll have three services. Um, two will be at five o'clock and seven o'clock PM here at the Christian Life Center. And then at nine o'clock, down the road at New London Presbyterian Church. So we would love to see you. Yes, we would love to. Yes. And we will be back in the new year. Um, we're probably not going to record on the second. Would probably you agree no. with that? I would agree with that. We're, we'll we be need, thinking of you. We'll be thinking of you, but we need to be realistic. The kids are going to be back to school. That's the first day. We're going to need a moment right. to get our <laughs> really Yeah, a lot of moments. <laughs> we're going to need a moment. <laughs> I, yeah, my older two have 13 days off, and my youngest has 18 days off. So we'll be filling that. With Listen, joy with joy, <laughs> Carrie. You're gonna fill that with so much, joy. so much joy. joy. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll return on January 9th okay. for our next episode. I'll Stay be tuned here. for what that'll be about because we're just trying to get through Christmas. That's right. Um, and we not hope just that get you through. all can we're slow down enough. Enjoy. Yes, yes, slow down enough to enjoy what the yes. reason for the season is. Um, so we're going to end again with our God's honest truth today, which is John eight twelve. I am the light of the world. Whoever walks with me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Yes. We wish you all a very Merry Christmas, and hopefully we will see you here on Christmas Eve. Bye.